welcome back to another Nerds Order music interview. Today, I'm with the vocalist of Sunsinger. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for being here. This has been, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, I'm super excited. There hasn't been much going on, so it's so nice to actually do something. Exactly. I know your pain. The pandemic has made things such a drag. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's like we all live for the show, so it's been tough trying to find not tough, tough, but trying to find some things to do at home because uh, we're so active with the community with playing shows. Like there was a point where we used to play four shows like a month when we first started um, for a few months in a row. And then uh, we cut down to just a few a month. But I mean, consecutively, we still play like three shows a month sometimes. So it feels so strange to go a whole year without doing anything. Yeah, um, I can understand how bad that would be. Like, it's just so, it's not, you're not used to it. No, I love live music. I'm so used to um, live music. It's been weird getting used to uh, jumping into the studio. Because um, Ace of Cups was my first, like, professional recording I did in in <laughs> studio. And um, it's just, it's a lot different when you get to have a pause and you don't have to sing everything straight through. Um you, you really concentrate on, like, hitting, like, those nice long passages you want when you record. I'm so used to that live feeling of just trying to push through the whole song. Yeah. Especially well, with some of our stuff I sing and then I scream, like, right after the one after the other. Yeah, I, know, I love that, actually. <laughs> um, it's so live. I, I actually do do that. I'll sing and then immediately jump into the screaming. And sometimes it's one straight breath just to get from yeah. one to the next yeah and so it was cool in the studio that you know we split the vocals with the screaming separately um so it was weird for me to do that yeah i could i could imagine honestly <laughs> yeah uh, i should probably start with this question yeah go for it oh so, tell me a little bit about you uh okay that's weird because that's a broad question my man <laughs> um i guess I guess I'll start with music because uh, I've been I've been doing music since I was probably a baby. Um, and my parents started me in like church, which I think is funny. And I think that's like why I drifted into live music because I was so used to like the church and just like the openness of singing just out in the middle of nowhere when I was a little baby. And um, then when I finally hit like 11, I picked up the piano and I just went for, went on for my, like on my own just drifted and I used to play keys and just write my own random stuff from 11 on until I met Sunsinger, which was my first band. So I think it's kind of cool that a lot of my band members have been in the scene for a long, long time. They've been in a few bands and this is my first, I guess, official project. That's a band that's like all me, um, where I got to pick, you know, the genre and what I wanted to write and actually work with other musicians. Um, and so now we've been a band for three years now. So, um, you know, music wise, I think that that's, it's just, that's a little bit about like my past there, where I started and how I come from. I would love to eventually um, possibly write more of the music when it comes to like keyboard stuff. I've been thinking about getting into that, but um, I mostly just do the, the melodies and the lyrics and the vocals right now. Um, and then I guess on the other side, I do modeling on my free time. And then uh, I do some art. I do a lot of the art for the band. Um, we can talk about art later. Um, our album art's really cool. And it, it's not my art, but it's just my art and one other person. 
that we have that do do our all of our art. Um, so we'll definitely have to talk about art. Definitely. But I'm a big big passion about art. I went to school for art, so um, we're definitely like a big artistic bunch, and uh, we really like to support local artists. We've done some like art shows where we've played and. Um, we're all about that as a group, so we'll definitely have to talk art. And then, uh, yeah, I guess another little piece is I'm disabled, so I have a service dog. I wish I could get him to come over later and we can get a little clip of him, but he comes around uh, on stage with us sometimes, uh, depending on where we are, if he's with us. Um, and uh, yeah, he's my right-hand man. He definitely helps me be able to continue to go to shows and do what I do, um, but yeah, so I struggle with a bunch of health conditions. So it's I like to just advocate for the fact that like you can do that and you can still continue to to chase dreams and do what you want. It just you know it might be a little more difficult, but that's okay. Um, you know I've come this far, so I definitely think anyone can can do it. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the little things about me. I guess I like to share. <laughs> That's beautiful. And honestly, like you have a good, like you're right though. Like if you can get this far with body complications, like keep it going, honestly. Because everything yeah. I've heard so far about you guys, I've just fallen in love with, honestly. Like when I first heard Ace of Cups, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Like honestly, I love all the melodies, the lyrics. I just love the way it all comes together. And, and now voice, knowing this, oh. it's, it's just beautiful. Like keep up the, up the amazing work. The boys give me a great like template, you know, to work with too. Like I love the like I love that we're like unique. I think that like what I talk about is unique. I like to touch upon subjects that aren't particularly comfortable sometimes or things that I feel like aren't being talked about that should be talked about in my music and and so I like that we're also kind of in a weird, you know, progressive, you know, alt rock metal genre where we don't really fit in to any particular genre you could per se we like to jump around we like to be creative we want to do what we want we want to do we don't want to be confined to one genre particularly so I really think that this group of of boys I've found I love my men they're they're also just you know just as sweet as me to be honest we're all like little sweethearts and I think it's funny that we you know we play such like progressive upbeat you know music and then you, we come off the stage sometimes we wear all goth paint and we come off the stage and we're like hi want to play smash with us um <laughs> like we're little video game nerds over here honestly same i actually behind me i have my little media room i play nes and everything on this fucker nice uh, like, uh, we, i'm a big old school game nerd we got rid of some of our old consoles but eventually i'm gonna have to buy back buy them back because we had too many we had more than one nes so oh damn don't really need to yeah Honestly, speaking of Smash, I've, I've been watching your Twitch streams a bit. I love it. Like, honestly, I was like, I wish I had a Switch so I could join in. Uh, I know. Sometimes I buy my friends um, online cards so they can come play because uh, I love Smash Saturdays. I'm not even that good. I've been practicing. Um, I have to play Sonic next week because somebody gave a bunch of bits and I haven't done it yet. So uh. that should be interesting. But yeah, no, I, we, um, we started streaming because we just didn't really have anything to do. And, that's, um, that's fair. we used to host smash shows. So we, we hosted two, um, and we had a bunch of projectors and we had a bunch of bands and it was like a tournament. You can come and play. 
one of them, I know, uh, I think we had a tournament at one. Dustin did a lot of the organization on the video game end, and I did a lot of the booking of like just keeping the bands going. And uh, so it just felt right to switch to doing this, this smash on the Switch just at home. And it's crazy how many people show up on the Saturdays. It's really a blessing. I mean, I don't know what else we would be doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, like, I'm still playing the old school Smash, like Brawl. I'm still playing that shit almost nightly. And it's like, I miss having friends to play with. It sucks. I picked up Game & Watch again, because I used to play him. So it's like, he's old, old uh, nature. And we got the uh, GameCube controller, the one that looks like just the old, for the Switch. Yeah. And it looks like the GameCube. It's just exactly, it's actually exactly like the GameCube. It just has really the cool. different port for the system, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's wireless, so... Oh, that's always nice. A plus. So I've been using that one. So I've been getting better with Game & Watch and um, Rob. So people got to watch out, even though I'm still horrible. <laughs> I'm and unpredictable. As long as, you, as long as you enjoy it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I kind of hope that me being a little uh, not as good, I'd say, would bring on people who aren't as good so they would feel less, like, just destroyed in there, in the arenas. Um, yeah. And actually want to play. Because I experience that. I want to play. I'm not the best, but I want to play. That's a me. Yeah, uh, right? That's <laughs> me. I suck. I just play for fun. Yeah, I play for fun. I have, uh, you know, same like I said, medical conditions. So I have issues with my joints. So, like, honestly, I can only play for so long before my joints are like, eh, you meant up, you mean down. And it, it, it's like you can even go sideways in that game where it's a different move. It's just one little move different on that stick. It's like you're hitting a different move. So I struggle with Smash, and I think it's funny, but I'm never going to win because I'm, I'm hitting the wrong moves all the time. Yeah. You'll, you'll have, to, you'll you'll have to get a Switch so you can play with us. That should be a goal. We'll that's, to, that's on my list for sure. I'm going to try to pick one up as soon as I can. We should crowdfund you a Switch from the Switch. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> I would feel so bad that way. I'm, I'm the kind of guy who wants to get things himself. I feel bad having things handed to me. I always ask for, like, a single dollar from... Because, like, if I got a dollar from 2,000 people, I would not feel as bad as if one person gave me $2,000. Fair enough. All right, let's get back on track. Sorry. Um, no, oh, no, I'm the same way as you. I can go on for hours. <laughs> that sort of thing. I can. All right, my next question is... What goes behind the music? Like, what's the process like for making when making songs? Um, so usually, for at least for a lot of the beginning stuff, um, James writes most of it, and I think you know I'm not going to try to guess off the top of my head because over time, um, everyone has kind of added a few things, um, and mostly that's just from us playing live, and you know, somebody being like, "Oh, I want to add this, I want to add that," at over three years now. Um, so for the first, I'd say, year and a half, James wrote pretty much everything. And then um, when Dustin joined, he we really pulled him in because we really liked his, like, dark style. And he has this very unpredictable sense to his music. You can really tell when it's a really Dustin-influenced song. And it's, like, nice and heavy and ambient. And so, like, I really liked the idea of bringing him in. And we really like using the bass. We don't want to, like you know not utilize it at all either i feel like sometimes it's underutilized so he jumps in and now we have them writing a lot together um and then once they're kind of finished with something ej will come in and he'll and, and chris and they'll just kind of add and change what's already there um to that like basic template and then uh once they finally finish that's when i get it 
and I like to take it when it's done and I'll work from there and I write everything uh, for the screaming and the melodies and, and then uh, I'll usually bring it to the boys and see what they like in the lyrics. Um, actually, James just wrote a, uh, our first song with lyrics that are not written by me. Um, they were just slightly tweaked by me, the melodies and the harmonies and things that, and I, uh, I added some, some lyrics, like just to go with what I wanted to change, but, um, that one will be on the next album. So, so now we kind of write as a group. We, we really have kind of come to like a really nice flow of, uh, passing it along and having it checked kind of at each point. And it's nice because we'll get uh, Dustin who will drop like half a song, you know, halfway done in the, in the drive. And then, and, and James will also be working on something. He'll drop it in there and then they'll both take it and they'll switch and they'll kind of write on top of it and then they'll pass it back. And then I get to hear it as it goes and be like, oh, I really like that. Let's work on that. And I'll have three or four songs that I can pick from. Um, so I think our workflow is, is it's great for us. I've been happy we've been able to work together a lot more lately. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we flow. I love that. That's, that's great. I don't want to say I love that a lot, but I, I mean it. That's just, it's just my way of expressing it. And I mean, next, loving things is good. And my next question actually is about lyrics. What is the meaning behind well, two songs, Hades and Bloodborne? Those two really stuck with me. I, want, I would love to know the meaning behind both of them. Nice. Um, yeah, so Hades, Hades is pretty easy for me to talk about. I feel like Hades was just kind of an example of trying to talk about just having experiences that someone might never know about that you might not want to talk about. And, you know, that the fact that that's a thing that's there. And I'm going to apologize if I tear up because I'm an emotional person. And this is an emotional song. Often I cry at the end. Um, and I always give a, an emotional you know, trigger warning, usually when I talk about it, but I do bring up PTSD. You know, I've experienced that. I feel like um, it's not a subject people want to talk about, but it's also something that's still important to speak that, you know, some people have experienced things that have altered, you know, um, something that's simple that might affect them. And, you know, people don't think that you know, one second somebody might be having an issue and they might not understand why that person is acting the way they are. And it, we should all be more aware of, I guess, other people's um, states when they're in something like that and just kind of go, okay, you know, is something happening here? Should I take a step back and like, or should I, you know, what should I do? I think a lot of people just, you know, are mean nowadays or don't understand that, you know, um, people experience stuff like that. PTSD is a big thing. That's why I wrote the song, but I just like to give examples of just any experience that people don't want to talk about that, that just has kind of put them in a place where something might trigger them and they might want to be able to say, hey, you know, this bothers me. And I don't really want to talk about why, but, you know, it bothers me. And it might be you clicking a pen. And, you know, and, it, you know, you should say, okay, cool. If it's really simple to not click your pen, then why not do it? So I wrote, I wrote Hades kind of to just talk about, you know, you don't know about my past. You don't know about my experiences. If you don't ask me, you'll never know, you know, so you shouldn't treat, you should be weary of how you treat people, I guess, before you learn who they are. You should be conscious of how you behave and how you interact with people before you know 
anything about them. Um, I guess it's also a lot about like discrimination at this point in my life. It can, can be brought up about that. You can't judge someone before you know them, you know, and you can't treat them certain way. You have to be cautious of how you treat people before you understand them. And, and if they're acting a certain way, you should figure out maybe why, you know, before you judge them. I mean, that song's so uh, very powerful. I know a lot of people that have PTSD don't like to talk about anything that has to do with it. Um, it gets to a certain point. They don't mind bringing it up, but it's not, you know, pleasant. So yeah. um, I like having, I think having um, music that's simply explains something, you know, or is gentle that that song really spoke to me when James wrote it it was you know it was a good time in my life to kind of drop that 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 information into the world and um for me it was a relief you know to be able to put it out there but I hoped that for someone else who doesn't want to talk about it maybe just listening to that feel good you know and be like okay other people deal with this too and I've, a lot of my songs are about things like that other songs um Bloodborne, I kind of want to pull up the lyrics. Apologize for the tears. I'm testing my makeup again. I get emotional a lot myself when it comes to this because music actually is why I'm alive right now. I agree so too. I feel the pain entirely. Yeah, I went through when I became disabled, I had like a big flare up and I, I was hospitalized and then I became disabled and I did I stopped everything. Stopped everything. And that's right before I found it was about a year before I started Sunsinger, which I joined Sunsinger with James. It was James's project. And then I decided to join as the vocalist. And we had another bassist, but he ended up moving away. Um, and I used to just every day, every week, I used to just go to a show. Didn't know who was playing. Didn't, didn't care who was playing. Didn't want to know who was playing. And I would just go to listen to the music. And man, it was just to keep me going, to keep me alive, to give me something to do. And, you know, when I was like, I want to, I want to do a band. I want to, I want to be in a band. I don't want to just go see bands. I want to play music. And then I, I, you know, I already knew James. We used to work together. So then I, he was just doing a band and I was like, oh, send me this stuff. I want to see, I want to hear it. And it was fucking great. He had Hades. One of the songs was Hades actually. Um, it wasn't finished, but it was, it was rough. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm in. Give it to me. That was actually one of the first songs we wrote. So Love that song. I do cry on stage, so I'm, I'm not ashamed of the tears. But yeah, that's like a good little tidbit, I guess, about how the band kind of started, too, with uh, before we had all our members. Um, we had a few songs that were just James's. He did start the project, so. Uh, and then Bloodborne here. I'm going to pull up, because uh, Bloodborne is more, like, poetic, and I, god damn, I like, I love Bloodborne. It's like our most popular song, right? And um, we haven't played it in like a whole year because it's been COVID. Yeah. I love the way it opens, like the melody, and then it just goes right into the lyrics. I'm just like, like when I first heard the first lyric, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to love this song already. Yeah, the intro is my favorite. Um let me see. Oh, see, I decided to test out my new speakers. That was the first song I played on it. Really? Yeah, I got these new ones recently. I'm like, okay, what song to test it? What song should I use? So I went through my phone. I'm like, you know what? I'm working with these guys soon. I'm going to give this a test. And I I played it. I'm almost like, the floor was vibrating, mind you. And I'm just like, oh, I love this. 
I'm know? like singing it in my head now because I couldn't find I never wrote the lyrics down in the drive. <laughs> They're on Spotify or something, but I don't really want to look for though. It's all right. You know, like when I first actually like when you mentioned crying earlier, like when you perform it, I get that entirely because to me, the reason I love metal is because it's pure emotion. And people can feel the pain that, that you're going through as well when singing it, and they can vent out their pain through it. Hence why I'm a big fan of the metal genre. It's like therapy. Yeah, I feel like screaming for me is definitely therapy. Like, absolutely. Um, man, I hate that I'm blanking on Bloodborne lyrics right now. Because, like, I can only get through, I can only hear the intro now that you said the intro. I'm just Perfect. like, I opened my eyes. Like, I'm like, oh, now it's stuck in my head. I mean, it's a good song. <laughs> it is. No, and, and it it's like, I always get, um I just, I like, it's metaphorical and it has a purpose, but it's like, it's metaphorical. There's a bunch of, like, like, um and I always get my passages mixed up because I write. When I write, because of how complicated these songs are, I usually don't write, like, straight through the song sometimes. I just write, like, weird sections, and then eventually I'll go back in and I'll have to rewrite my lyrics to kind of make them make sense in my own way. And so, like, especially with um, these songs, like, having straight transitions, like, I just memorize it as, like, verse, 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 like, because nothing repeats, really, too. It's like, so I have to sing it straight through in my head to remember sometimes my own lyrics, like, because we have so many songs at this point um, that I've been working on. I think we have like 20 songs that I've been trying to keep in my head because we just haven't been able to get in the studio and record anything. So now we're like a whole two albums out <laughs> um, after quarantine from writing. But yeah, Bloodborne is more kind of like, I feel like Bloodborne is more just like, where the fuck am I? What is happening to me? Like, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand how I got here. I don't understand what I'm going to do. But like, I'm here now and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm going to get to the destination. I, I got to go there. Bloodborne is a great song. It's like our most popular song live too. I feel like that people want us to play. And I think my favorite part is the intro with that you were talking about because it just like it starts right away and then you get right into that nice soft part and then you have that nice heavy drop. It's such a wonder. I, I love listening to it. Like I listened to that song maybe about, okay, 25 times, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love to repeat songs. I listen to a lot. That's one of my big things. And that is on my, like one of my favorites lists already. And I'm just loving it. The song is so good. good I wanted to think of um, the lyrics. Cause I'm trying to think, is there as a, as someone who's a fan, cause I've, I've like, it's been so long. Is the, is it, do you listen on Spotify? I usually do Apple, but I do Spotify as well sometimes. Does, does Apple give you the music, like the lyrics? Um, I believe. Let me double check. I don't think Spot. I don't know if Spotify does because. Oh, uh, I don't get the lyrics on on Apple either. You no, know it's weird about Apple. They do it for some songs, not all. Not really pisses me off. Because I think we might have to put it in because the the breakdown in Bloodborne is my favorite because the lyrics are like really good. And like I and like the reason is is like I can speak them out um, now. I finally got past that little like 
part I needed to the melody I needed to sing in my head to figure it out but it's like um the screaming passage I don't know if you can hear it clearly because everyone I feel like with screams you always need the, the lyrics to confirm yeah um but that little scream after the the intro it's um I'm falling into this pit of destruction watch my life as it's reconstructed I'm erupting disruptive can't seem to see anymore I'm blinded by the light you shined in my eyes, I didn't realize they were your car headlights. So that's like, it's kind of, again, it's more like a metaphorical song about like literally just being a situ in a situation where you didn't really know how you got there and it's way overwhelming and you, and you do not know what you're going to do and you still have to kind of like get through it. And yeah. you just, you know, big hit and run. I guess for me, it's like about being disabled, but in general, I like to leave my songs like a lot more open, so like it can be interpreted, interpreted however do you want, yeah. Because I think anything should be. I'll so. see. Like when I heard the screaming, I actually heard every word of that. Because as did someone, because oh, yes. I have been through a lot of shit. I'm like, how did I get here? What's next? And when I picked up on that, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this on a very personal level. <laughs> I am not gonna lie, I did start tearing up. I really did. And that's one of the beauties of music to me. If a song makes me cry, I just, it, it hits a lot differently for me. I know. I like, I feel like I wish that live, it was sometimes easier to hear the lyrics. I feel like live, you definitely can't always hear the screams, especially depending like just where you're standing. I mean, sometimes it's not even the sound. It's like the corner you get squished in, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, if people don't buy the CD or they go home and they, they like, you know, they actually like want to listen to it again and they actually remember the band name where we didn't give them the business card and they forget who you know our band which people forget shit all the time I forget bands I want to listen to all the time and I get so mad when I go home and I can't remember and I'm like damn it I didn't take the business card like oh so, so I feel like times. right I feel like people um you know they're not going to hear like that meaning unless they actually get their hands on like the, yeah. the digital when it comes to the screams and and getting the full story it's nice to hear people get it i would hope <laughs> yeah for me like whenever i listen to something i try to study all the lyrics to get the meanings of it that's how i am with my music i listen to every lyric and i look up and i look really deep into the lyric that's just how i am and when i heard bloodborne i'm much like my mind was blown like i'm being dead ass i just was like holy shit like like i said before i was tearing up because it's Music like that that really sinks well with me, I will usually end up tearing up because it's like I can really do it in such a like personal level. So being able to hear music like that nowadays is just wonderful. Yeah, I feel like um too, like it's not like with the new stuff with second half of the EP, um it's it's a lot of the same. Like it's it's a lot of like metaphorical, but like again, talking about stuff that I feel like is important. Um, one of my favorite songs on the next half of the EP is about the forest fires and it's really funny because I wrote it last year when the fires happened last year and then this year they were worse um but this year is when we're recording the song so predictions talk about coincidence right um but yeah no I I I think that that was something I was talking about was just um the corruption there where you know part of the world was burning and it was being ignored and they, the funding was actually pulled um 
funding was actually pulled during the fires the first time. And a lot of people don't know that. And instead of sending like more firefighters, you know, and more from other states and, and, and paying because they had to pay them, the government pulled funding and there was less firefighters and less resources. So the fires burned longer and it was like millions of people's homes just gone Jesus. like that. Like, like, and like one of the lines is thousands of homes were gone in like seconds and you did nothing like nothing. Like what is, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Um, and another song I wrote was kind of my idea of uh, that's for the next album is also my idea of like following anything blindly and it has a it has a line that I think will be the first controversial something or line because it has the word religion in it, but it's about all religions and yeah. also it's about government and it's about anything, anything, cults, anything. Follow, don't follow anything blindly. You should and it it really shows the darker side of what happens, the most extreme side of what happens if you, you know get stuck like it's really metaphorically like deep and dark and heavy it's like really heavy it's like a dust and heavy song it's really great but um it is it's about it's about not following things blindly not not just you know following what you're told really doing your own research and knowing what you should be doing so you know um good shit coming for round two so i am I wish really we, excited oh, now because that's how i, I, that's how, that's how I live i am observant in absolute hell I listen to nothing anyone tells me to come to those when it comes to those categories. So that's like that's that's me and that's, that's just me in one sentence. Yeah. So you, now, you can't. So now you I am actually research. Yeah, exactly. So now I am really excited that that's me. Like I I'm I am the observer in my groups. I don't just listen to what people say and just take it. I'm just like, okay, you know what? Let me actually dig into this. I'm with everything. Yeah. So now knowing it's a song coming up from that, I am super. And it sucks. We've had the money for a while, and then we've been trying to record up at No Boundaries with Chris, Chris Paquette in Rhode Island, and there's just been a travel band, and then there was, like, a bunch of bands on businesses having, especially with the vocals and, like, spit and all that, like, there's extra regulations, and so we just now, um, you know, the past, I think, two months were able to even book him, but EJ right now is um, becoming a firefighter. So he's actually taking a quick two-month break to do the firefighter training. Um, so we had to wait for him to finish his, like, quick, like, entry level. Um, they do all that crazy training in the beginning, um, firefighter stuff. And then finally, this month, he's going to uh, get his schedule and we'll be able to pick a date and go into the studio to record these. So I would say in the next two months, we probably will have two songs, like, finally, officially under wraps over in the studio and it's taken so long to get here because of the pandemic we were ready we were ready to book in february of last year and then it was like no um but like i said we have a whole nother album you know pretty much halfway done uh vocally fully done lyric uh instrumentally so i mean and you can't do it all at once anyways you gotta do a few songs takes a while so i still have time to finish the last half so we definitely could drop a whole nother album next year if we could get the funds so i think that that's possible especially with twitch now people yeah. like the twitch i like twitch i want to play still on twitch after <laughs> hey when it happens i'll be the first one to start watching i'm super excited now for these new for this new music like you have no idea 
All right. My next question. Well, speaking of music, what is the um, well art really? The illustrations I love for um, Ace of Cups. What, what? Who drew that? I found it to be like beautiful. Okay. Um. Oh, let me get her name. Okay. So, fun story behind the art. So, we're all about like because I'm an artist. We're all about like small artists, local businesses, like trying to support small people. But I found this girl on Instagram. She's actually uh, she lives in the Netherlands. So she doesn't live in this country and um, she, she does like this beautiful, like um, it's actually, what is it? It's colored pencil and Prismacolor, like a uh, marker that she uses and she does it in some paint and she does it all by hand. And then she sends it to us and she sends us the digital. And that's how we got the album art. We hit her up and I asked her to do a custom um, piece that was kind of just and originally for the piece, I had drawn the chalice. Um, we have an old album art of that chalice. It's uh, like a t-shirt art design, I mean. Um, and it's just, that's our, I don't know if you've seen it. It's on our website. Um, and it's just, uh, it's like all white and it's just the chalice with the S on the inside. And so I had drawn that gold chalice and that was kind of like my own idea. I really liked the tarot card, the Ace of Cups. And I wanted to use the tarot card as the meaning for the album. And so I just, when I had I'd drawn my own kind of version, then I found her, I just said, oh, can you take this cup and can you draw a girl, you know, like a cool girl that kind of fits the style of the first piece that she did for us, which was actually a t-shirt design. Um, that one's also on our website. I don't know if you've seen that one or it's also all over our Facebook and stuff. It's uh, the red girl with the two dragons on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. You seen that? Yeah, that one's bit, great. I've I seen know. it. I seen love it. the detail work. Yeah, so that one's also by her. So we got that one done first, um, and then when we were looking for album art, she was just so good that we had her commission that one. And then we just got the one for the second half, which actually is is a play on the first half. And then there will be a exclusive third art of the two pieces together. And this is the first time I'm talking about that. So. Um, That'll be cool. She's going to make us a third one that's kind of like a fusion because it was supposed to be one album, technically. So that way, if people want to order it as one, we can burn them one. They don't have to get two, and it can just be one. And um, we'll probably have some exclusive T-shirts or posters or something for the release. I'll leave them up for a couple months, and then I'm going to take it down forever. Or save me one. <laughs> forever. I'll send you one for free. I usually, what I do is I usually, um, when I work with bands, I try to either make my own posters or find them and put them up in my office I have here. Could I have my little office where I do all this? And I try to make like a, like memorabilia, if you will. And just, I love like, to send people the yeah. posters. I'll absolutely send you a poster of the art. Thank I even you. have extra posters of the other art I could send you like right now. Of it's the, so um, easy to send one? posters. Part one, right? Part one. And I have the Avengers. dragon girl. Part one by far is my most favorite piece. I just love the detail work of it. And since I do collect tarot cards myself, I'm just like, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, you knew what I meant when it was the Ace of Cups. because you. Yeah, saw when it, I first so. saw that, I'm like, yep, I know what this is. Oh, I loved it. And honestly, like, the work, the crown, the elf ears, I'm just like, this is just art. Beautiful art to me. She was just so perfect. And the thing is, is like, when we go on stage, often I wear elf ears or I do crazy makeup or we all do crazy makeup. Dustin wears elf ears all the time. Um, so I feel like it just was so fitting to use her artwork. It just fit like our aesthetic. Um, and 
I have a certain style and I also don't want to be doing all the art. So it was really nice to export it to someone who's like a small business and she does art full time. She usually does festivals out there. I guess they have like a big festival-y area where she can actually do festivals 90% of the year. And then in the winter, she does just commissions. So I've just been commissioning her in the winter when she's off and giving her money to make me beautiful art because... She's so good. She's just so good. And I love the traditional. It looks traditional. You know, she does it by hand, not on the computer. And then she just scans it. So I think it's amazing. I love love traditional art like that. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's just like, it's on a new, it's on its own level, really. And you don't see it as often anymore in the album arts. I really like the old um, Dance Gavin Dance album arts where they looked like they were more hand-drawn. Yeah. I don't remember if they were or not, but, like, some of the ones where he only used, like, a few colors and they were all just crammed in there, like, they just looked like more of that, like, traditional style. And I was like, ooh. And I feel like they don't... There was actually back in that time whenever that album came out, the orange one, I can't remember the name right now. um, It's like, there was a lot of hand-drawn stuff or more looking hand-drawn stuff. And then they kind of switched to, like, pictures and digital drawings and now I just see all digital art or like photoshoppy stuff so I thought it was cool to keep the traditional too Um, it just looks so nice I like it too I agree it looks like it looks so much nicer like I used to listen to a lot of old stuff I always looked at the album art like uh, like one from Kansas I know rock and roll but it's like that though it was was all like hand-drawn I thought it was just beautiful yeah miss the old art like honestly bring old art bring old art back it's like old cartoons it's like old cartoons goodness the drawings are amazing yeah i took um i took a hiatus from art doing like it professionally in any way like if anyone asked me for commission i used to do like logos sometimes or i do hand-drawn stuff but um i really want to get back for my own just hobby of doing pen and ink like with the actual quill because i used to make some creepy creepy shit with pen and ink because it's so like free it's just so free versus like marker where it's so like you have to switch a marker to, to make a different you know stroke when you use a quill you can just do whatever the hell you want whenever you want it's about pressure so I've been getting back into pen and ink and then watercolor and just I want to learn how to take traditional and actually just get it on the computer you know to sell it yeah. that way because I just I've tried I've tried for like two years to do the, the digital and I just still hate it I think other people do it great I just don't want to I just, I love, I love the paper and like, I learned yeah. the traditional way. And I think it's so pretty. Plus the best thing is you're holding it in your hand. It feels real because it is real. Oh yeah. I wish, I wish we weren't going to be moving soon. Cause I like have packed a bunch of shit that I didn't need here. And I have the original drawing of the first illustration that she sent me. Um, the uh, second one uh, is coming, the Ace of Cups one, but it's like, she she like I think she's gonna send me that no the third one she's gonna send me I never got a the original I think for the ace of cups the first one but I think she's sending me the second one and I I feel like it's never gonna get here because it's coming from the Netherlands so it's like can you can you even ship it right now is it gonna come I still want it yeah. I'm so sad I, like but I, I should hang those in like when when Sun City Singers studio just hang them up definitely we like, have the original for the first yes. one. Uh, see, it's so beautiful seeing art like that nowadays. I'm okay. My next question would be 
Who would you love to collaborate with in studio and on stage? You have more than one option. Go nuts. Okay. Oh boy. I have the worst memory. In studio or on stage? I have more than one option. Can I pick anyone? Go for go for it. No, no, here's the thing. You have more than one choice. You can list all of them if you want to. First, if I could pick anyone in the world to, to collaborate with, and this person would never acknowledge me in their existence, but that's not true because maybe they will. So acknowledge me. Um, would be fucking Ginger. Please. Like, ugh. I when Ginger came to to New Bedford, they played at the vault. And they had an they had an event page, and everyone and their mother was commenting because they hadn't picked an opener to have Sunsinger play. So and and then eventually they just took the opener off. They never booked one. So it was just we were also just like, okay, like it, was it us that did you not want to book a anybody? Because it was just really weird but everyone everyone was like please Sunsinger Sunsinger would fit this is the best band to play with Ginger please and we've seen them like three or four times and they've come around man she's good just as good live as she is like in recordings I would love to collaborate with them that would be the coolest collab ever um man that would be cool uh who else could we collaborate with I mean, on my own level here in Rhode Island, um, I'll probably still, I probably will see if we can do this. I might hit up uh, Carpathia. Dustin did a playthrough video with them, but it would be cool to do like a regular, like crisscross, maybe of like songs or just one collaborative song somehow. Um, they're awesome. Also, Sam's really nice. I've like hung out with her before. So it'd be cool to like work with her on like a musical level. Um, and then let's see, who else can we pick? I'm going to pick another ridiculous collaboration here. I mean, I feel like another band that we would probably die to collaborate with would be Periphery, because, like, we're a big inspiration from them, so that would be pretty dope. <laughs> that would be pretty dope. <laughs> They'll never recognize me, but please recognize me. Periphery, <laughs> please do a collaboration with Sunsinger. That would be cool, though. Um, I feel like those would be my picks, man. Those are some picks. All oh. amazing groups, honestly. And you are the second person to mention Ginger to me. Like I've heard more. Like you are the second. Gingers, they're so good. Yeah, they're the last person I was listening to saying a lot of good things about them. I'm like I should probably check them out, and I'm probably going to now tonight. They're literally like the whatever country they're from, Sun Singer. But if they were like a little like less prog and a little more like heavy, in my opinion. I'm so bad at genre, but that's my description. They're very similar to us. Um, she's fucking amazing. When I live, give examples of what we sound like, I literally say Ginger all the time because I think that they're actually very close to, like, our style. Um, as, and, like, for a female vocalist, her singing, she does the same thing. She sings and then screams, like, immediately and, like, flip-flops, and it's all her, and it's really good. Oh, what was that other band we saw, too? There was a band called, um, I think they were called Sumo Cycle. They played with Ginger. They also had a female vocalist that screamed, and she was also really good. They were cool, too. That would be a cool collab. Last random collab. I would love to see that stuff happen, honestly. I think, I think it worked out really well for you guys. I really do. After everything I've heard so far, I would love to see that happen. I know if I got Dakota on board too, and I said, 
hey guys harass ginger share this interview like share this clip of this interview and like <laughs> go they would that's how we got them to harass the event page and this would probably be like number two of them being like who's this band like like harassing our pages and being weird like so maybe maybe if we gently like we're just like hey hey you should listen you, you should <laughs> they'll do it can we send them a cd do they have a p.o box i have no idea <laughs> i gotta google it well, speaking of dakota when did you actually sign on to di records uh yeah about a year ago we signed like right before the pandemic honestly um so we haven't really done too many things obviously with him yet um that's why I, I was funny i asked him if i could get a few interviews and and he sent me like a too many interviews <laughs> i was like dakota whoa i have to schedule these you can't just send me six people at once and then six more people because then i can't talk to them all um it was really funny so i finally like staged everybody you know scattered yeah. them out but uh, he's so enthusiastic i love dakota so much um but yeah, we signed about a year ago with him and we're really excited for the album because we're going to have him to help us, you know, get all that out there in, in the best of ways this time before it was all on us. So I'm actually really excited to see where that will take us because, you know, he is, man, that man is so gung-ho about everything. I love him to pieces. He's just um, like yeah. all of us. <laughs> I'm the same because he actually found me rather recently because um, I worked with Sepsis not that long ago. And they told me to put up what I do on their on their community pages to see if more people more people would work with me. Mm-hmm. He responded to me like that day. I'm like, wait, a label? Holy shit! Like, oh I yeah, was, he's the best. I was happy as hell. And also, like, the, you are actually the second band I worked with that it signed with him. The first one was Evanor, and they mm-hmm. were an, they were an amazing group. Honestly, talking with them was just wonderful. I, know, I feel I, like I, everyone I, that he signs is really nice. Yeah, I actually got into Evanor like two years ago and I actually did want to speak to them them for a while so I'm just like Dakota thank you you were like my in thank you sir (laughs) essentially yeah and like I never expected to actually like do this because here's what happened with me after I was recovering from what I went through I wanted to get back to metal because that's the genre that helped me get through my personal nightmares so I started this up to see you know maybe get one or two bands a week etc Something small. Nah, the first week I did this, I got 10 groups. I'm like, holy shit. Now I'm getting flooded with them, and I'm just like, you know, I'm happy as hell. I just wasn't expecting it to start up this much. Because I only started doing this maybe, like, last month. I started yeah. really doing these interviews. And I honestly wasn't expecting it to grow this much as it has. And being able to work, work with groups like you guys has been a pleasure as hell for me. Because, honestly, like, I love music that has meaning to it. That's a big thing with me, is music that actually has a message. And being able to work with you guys, it's been, it's been amazing because I, I live for this music. So this has been like a dream come true for me for like five years now. And now I'm yeah, like finally like doing it. You talk to anyone in this group and like they'd all have a different, you know, story that could relate to any of the songs and, that I've written. And I love that. I think that's so cool. And I think it's so cool that like you were able to actually jump in and do all these like so fast. Like because I feel like the community is just so like nice to be like like we don't care that you just started we're like okay you want to talk about music i'll talk about music like i love talking about music you know exactly i love that too like yeah out of all the music communities i've seen metal has to be the nicest and that's it's so funny because everyone's like oh no 
it's metal. Everyone's super hardcore. I'm over here like, oh my they're, the, they're probably the nicest people you'll ever meet. People, oh, let, get me started. People try to talk smack about metal. And like sometimes people in wheel, like with wheelchairs and with handicap accessible, I've seen like a few articles of people being like, yeah, it was shitty and I couldn't see and like this and that. And it's like, okay, my opinion on this is like, if you go to a bigger venue, you can get ADA so you can see. And like, it's not the best because, yeah, you get kind of trapped in a corner, but I always do it when I go to a show where I need to use, like, my aid or I have my dog or anything. So I'm safe and I can see. And you kind of have to expect that with a bigger venue because they're having, like, hundreds and hundreds of people. So how are they supposed to give you – how are you ever going to see? You're, like, this tall and you're in your chair. Yeah. But when, you, when I go to a small venue, I've never had an issue, like, seeing – or, like, having some... Because the only time I've ever had an issue is, like, when some asshole's in the pit and he's, like, throwing all his arms all over the place and he's almost smacking me in the face. And I guarantee you, 99.9% .9 of the time, five people will come over and push him out of the way and be like, dude, what are you doing? Community ever. Like, I've never had an issue with, like, in my opinion, every time I go to any other show... And I feel like normal people don't have as many problems with this, but when you go and you need, like, specific accessibility and it's hard to get around because there's so many people and you have to kind of, like, tap people to be like, hey, hey, can I get through? Like, I don't remember what show it was, but we went to something, something kind of similar to, like, Poppy. We've been to a few things. It was, like, something similar to that genre, and I could not even get to the bathroom because I couldn't get people to look at me when I was tapping them on the shoulder. Shit. But then when I'm in, when I went to, a, the last time I went to a metal show, and it was small, and it was hard to get around, some guy literally went, hey, get out of the way! And everyone went like this. It's, it made like a path. It made like Moses. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they parted the seas real quick, and they were all like, we're sorry. We're, it, was like, it was like, really, they were all like, practically like going like this, like, sorry, sorry. And it's like, no, it's fine, thank you. So it's crazy to me that people think that, like, we're the devil, but you go to, like, a pop concert and you have little teens that will, like, cut your throat. Exactly. You step on them or like, you're I've, standing near I them. Hate that. Like, like, I've been to Warp Tour. I've been to, like, a lot of the metal festivals and rock festivals, and everyone's so nice. You go to, like, a pop concert, everyone's a fucking asshole. It's like, <laughs> they, they always go, oh, no, metal people are freaks. They're bad. I'm over here like, have you actually listened to metal? I used to have friends like this. They used to like swear by like rap and R and B because they thought the, they thought metal was the devil's music. I pulled up some lyric sheets and they're like, "Okay, you know what? You were right." And now they're like sore metalheads. It's hilarious. I actually showed them um, Bloodborne recently and they, they loved it. <laughs> Yay! Um, I love it. What, what I, I want I that wanna, song I to be the support, most popular one. I'm in a few support groups online, like Discord and stuff like that. I'm part of some support groups and. What I do is, if I'm working with a band, I listen to all their stuff, and one of the few songs I find out would be very helpful, I send to those groups, Ooh. and as a term of, like, as a way of helping them through, like, hard times and stuff like that. I was gonna say, I hope Hades travels far oh, and yeah. wide. Yeah, I've sent <laughs> One guy actually, well, one guy who's going through a lot of mental trauma, and, and he has PTSD, and that song actually really helped him, so. Like, I'm glad. He's doing very well right now, and I'm happy as hell. Like I say it a lot, yeah, I always send things, but it's like I do. I have these servers I run. Well, not run. I, I help out with them. I'm always sending the music I listen to mm -hmm. and the bands I work with, and the responses I usually get are amazing. Dude, I'll have to send you some more bands I know that have like specifically like written some stuff um, that is like really impactful. I guess actually, I'll 
I'll give them a shout out. They'll be really happy. There's this band called Bogrot. Um, they have not released any music, but Chris, uh, our guitarist or rhythm guitarist, he actually is recording their EP right now. He's almost done, like almost done. And then they're going to have it and they can plan their release. So they ha- they are about to drop their music, but I was part of the process. I did a little bit of an intro for one of their songs, but I was also just kind of around when I did it. And I've been hearing it through the speakers because I live with Chris and man, one of those songs, like it gets me, it gets me. It's like stuck in my head right now. It's the, like the, like, oh, ooh, you would love it when it comes to, I can't give anything away when it comes to like having a meaning, having meaning. These songs have the deepest meaning I've ever like heard from anything local in a long time other than my own. So I will have to send them your way because I know they would be, they would love to plan something probably maybe a little closer to when they're ready to drop those tracks, but Ooh, they would be a great interview because I love that you do that and you should have more people on here that you can utilize that. That would, you should advertise that (laughs) all the time. Here's how I do things. If you have at least one song out and your heart is in your music, that's good enough for me to set these up. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have anything, to be honest. I think this is their first thing. Well, once it's dropped, I would love to work with them. Yeah, so... Like as long as your heart is in the music, that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. I oh, need yeah, something. No. I need us. I need at least. I need at least one track to work with, so I have something to discuss with them about. Besides, like how they got into it, everything. And then once I have the song and I know they're passionate about this, I will set these up without hesitation. Yeah, because I definitely would love to send people your way that I know have like great, also are good people. Yeah, that would be great interviews for you. So I would love to work with them. I I would yeah. love that. Yeah, I know uh, lots of people now from just doing this out in the scene. I miss them. I was saying thanks to Dakota. I've been meeting a lot of people as well. So it's like, thanks boss. I know he's the best. Keep in touch with that man. Actually, he just set up a group chat with me and another band he wants to work with pretty soon. Like he set that up as I was preparing for this one. (laughs) Oh yeah. Your phone's going off all the time when you know Dakota with like, hey, here's this. Hey, here's another. Hey, here's three more. <laughs> Honestly. Thanks, like, Dakota. He, like, he found me, I think, maybe maybe one or one, one and a half weeks ago around that. And it's been like, I love it. He put me in a group chat with all of his podcast members. I'm like, how do I? Because they're teaching me how to set up my own podcast since I'm still so new to that. And it's like, I'm just in a group of five other guys. I'm all five other members. I'm like, oh, shit. My anxiety nice. should be the roof. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> uh, That's a- awesome, man. I love it. Too, I'm so excited I could do this and help you keep it going, dude. Keep it going forever. Honestly, I never thought I'd actually be able to do this. This was like a dream. I never thought it would come true. And then I then actually, one of my favorite bands was actually the first video interview I ever did. So they helped me get started. Arrival of Autumn from Canada. Awesome guys. Mm-hmm. And then another one of my favorite bands, actually, who knows the band who saved my life, I worked with recently. They're called Savage Hands. Such a good vocalist, such a kind dude. You know, the band that really got me to back on my feet was a band called Currents. Their stuff hits so hard. Currents is my favorite. I feel Honestly. you. Also, a really good band. It's they, they sound almost the same. I don't know if you've ever heard of Movements. I've heard of them. Also they really sound, good. They sound really familiar. They're also very good. Similar to Currents. Oh, Currents oh, hits me good, too, homie. Actually, mm-hmm. I was doing some research on Currents. They actually originated from, originated from my state. I'm like, yay, home state. I know. They're, they're great. I've seen them Honestly. a few times. 
was going to, but then we had some family trouble coming up when they did the um, I, I Let the Devil In album. I couldn't go see it. I was so disappointed. My friend, my best friend in the whole world, he ordered me a vinyl for that album. I'm over here like, I love you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big music collector, and I have Place I Feel Safest, which was actually, which was actually the one that saved me. Then it was I Let the Devil. And the new one that just came out last year was um, The Way It Ends. Amazing one, I swear. So good. Yeah, the song Shattered is what really woke me up and got me back on my feet. It's so funny because a lot of songs like that, like songs like that in that genre and by bands like that are a big inspiration for the lyrics, like just the lyrical elements, nothing to do with obviously like the melodies, but um, like that's the kind of shit I used to listen to before I found metal was like things a lot more along that genre. Um, So because I wasn't allowed to find my own music until 15, like technically, like be able to have free reign of my own search of my own unapproved music. So, you know, and then I found, I think like the first band I ever found that was like metal or like heavy was System of a Down and I was hooked. And then I was like, fuck, what is this world? System of a Down, like for days and months. And then I finally was like, okay, there must be more. And I like branched out and found every genre of metal ever (laughs) out there. It's amazing. I love it. Like, for me, Warped Tour was actually my first exposure to Underground. Because I started branching out more, looking more into new groups because of that festival. And, like I said, when I found Currents, I was in a very dark place. Like, I was close to the grave, mentally. And that song just woke me the hell up. And I was able to get on my feet again. That was back when it first came out. And then it came then it came into effect again, more recent, when a bunch of stuff happened to me. And then after that, I was able to finally get up again. I started moving forward again. And then I built all this and started this up. And it's just been a like, I keep saying that a lot. God damn it. <laughs> but um, no, like, I've been enjoying the hell out of this. And I never thought this would be happening. So, like, my dream is to one day thank them for, well, making sure I'm still alive with their music. Yeah. And I would love to be able to do that one day. Now, actually, it might be happening because Savage Hands is going to actually reach out to them for me since he knows them personally. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I hope it works. I really do. I Actually, if that does, I'm probably going to be bawling on camera. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to cry my eyes out. My, like, f- favorite thing about that is just knowing that it's, like, probably going to happen for you. Yeah. It will because I know somebody who um, they actually learned how to scream from the vocalist of Miss May I through an experience like that. So I feel like it's very possible because like literally we're all just people. So yeah, I feel like you, you're totally going to get to do that probably like if he can reach out for you. That's, That's going to be so good. I hope you, I really hope you can I do that. I hope it happens because I've been wanting to thank them since 2017 when that shit dropped because it's like that got me out of a very dark thing I probably would have regretted doing to myself. Oh yeah. And being able to actually understand how life-saving music really is like i've been wanting to thank them for years so if i ever have the opportunity i'm taking it without hesitation i feel like i feel like they played the warp tour i I mean i feel like i can say this now that they're doing different warp tours right well um okay kevin lyman did retire from warp tour and he did close it because well 25 years he wanted to retire i get that but he's been dropping hints about bringing it back because they they did one weird like of, like it was like what like four different yeah the, the last events. one they did was like a, was like a few shows yeah actually I, I have something from that which is actually behind my computer I'll send a picture of it later it, like, it's like this big signage from the actual booths and I just have it up there 
Because I went says, to the one hmm? they thought I went to the one that was supposed to be the last one, like thinking it was the last one. Oh, 2018. Like, yeah, and I was like so sad because that's another time when I like I feel like my first exposure to like large groups and groups like movements was like work tour. And then they kind of closed it off. But then they opened it again. They were like, oh, we're having four few ones. So are they going to bring it back? Did you hear um, Kevin Lyman's been dropping a lot of hints on it. Yeah. Like, he might call it something else, but it's going to be the same exact festival. He has been dropping a lot of bombs on, on Twitter. Like, yes, it's gonna, this might happen. I'm like, trying to be lying. And best thing about Warp Tour is they let almost anyone play. If you have, even if you have a few songs, they'll let you take a stage. That's what I love about that guy. He oh, launched Oh, yeah. I actually do... Um, I do warped our posts on my page every Wednesday as a little thing going on here. Like I try, I'm trying to do one post for each year of Warp Tour, and it's like I have so many of those to do, but it's so much fun because I get to really dive into the history of it. I um I really 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 like the small stages because you can get to experience like a bunch of great local bands like in between when you don't want to see somebody. So exactly, and I miss it. I hope they bring it back. I hope I hope it happens too. Like after the, like after the pandemic is over, I'm going right back to that music festival life. Is that? So I didn't like get my... to go to last year because it was in New Jersey. That was the closest. Yeah, I me. tried going to that one too. I just couldn't. That's actually where I got my signage from. It was from the last one. Like some booth was some booth had it up. They're taking down the booths and getting rid of them. Someone like died off of them, and I bought it from them, and it's just beautiful. Uh, I miss it's, those days. I miss the those fest- days. The festival life was my life because it's like when you're at a music festival, you feel like you can be yourself. That's why I oh, loved yeah. it. I felt free. Like, I didn't have to hide who I was. I can just be my normal wacky ass self. And I loved it. Like my family has no idea the type of music I listen to. And I'm like a heavy, like I'm a headbanger. So it's like they finally, like, okay, this year I finally showed them what I listened to. The reactions were priceless. <laughs> like so what the hell because they, they listen like they listen to like a lot of country and a lot of gospel music and over here like the metal head of the family yeah and it's hysterical i love it like the reactions were you listen to this shit i'm over here like yes i do i crowd surfed during ice nine kills but it was in my chair but it wasn't really a crowd surf because i really just found some strangers who actually carried me from the back to the front Aww. so it it looked like i was crowd surfing Hey, it was so awesome. awesome. It was awesome because I felt like I felt like I didn't want to be passed. So I was like, they they actually just also like, and I didn't ask them not to pass me. I think they just knew they were like strong dudes, and they were like, we're just gonna carry her into the front. And so they awesome. did. They just they just carried me all the way to the front. It was great. I, I, was I like, love Ice Nine Kill. I saw them live myself. A Warp Tour, amazing band. The only thing that sucked was it was really embarrassing because I got halfway through the crowd and they stopped the song. And oh. then, and then, what's his name? I, I always forget the vocalist's name. It starts with an S. Um, but anyways, the vocalist noticed me and like shouted, like like was like cool as shit. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna stop the song in the middle of me doing this. I just wanted to do this for my, you know, for myself for fun. So then I was like slightly embarrassed that you like were like in the middle was like that's fucking dope. And I, but then I was like, yeah, hey. Hey, you got noticed. Play another song. <laughs> Play another song. <laughs> it was so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, you would think, like, I love them, and they're from Massachusetts, like, I sign. Um, yeah. So I think it's cool, but I, like, I wish I would have been able to be like, hey, thank you, you're cool, like, because it was, like, silent. Everybody looked, and I was just like, there are, like, 5,000 people looking at me right now. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs>
it is, but not in this circumstance. Like, yeah, I want to be I on the you. stage. It's really that's, funny. Hey, it's still awesome, though. It's like you got acknowledged. <laughs> that's that's awesome. But yeah, he he said hi to me, so I kind of hope one day in the future I can be like, hi, twas I. I didn't yeah, die. I see it happen. I can see it happen. Because he's cool, and I would love to just be able to thank him for being so like such a great um, example in his genre, too. Of just they write some cool shit. I, I think they're they great. I, my favorite, for, like, my favorite song stuff. from them was I think Commun- Communion of the Cursed. My close friend loved Me, Myself, and Hyde. What album was the blue album? I've got... oh, I, I never remember band names because I listen uh, to like album names because I listen to too many. Um, yeah, so, bands, I'm a, I'm so I my, remember my the headphones, art. My headphones are on my head. So the man, I wake up to the man, I go to bed. So I know your pain. I'm oh, sorry, Oliver. I'm what? sorry, puppy. <laughs> one of my favorites by them was um, Every Trick Case in the Book. Nine. That was a great one. I want to see what album was the blue one. Let me see. Spotify, don't fail me now. What are you doing? Maybe I should switch to Apple. There we go. Mm. Yeah, because they've released a lot. Yeah. Don't yes. fail me now. Yeah, oh, safety is just, just a shadow. Ah, yes, the re- that one. The remastered. That was a really good one. That was my favorite one. And then I I definitely, that was definitely my favorite one. It's so funny because it came out in 2010 and I'm dating myself. <laughs> oh, please. I watch stuff from like 2001. So I get you. <laughs> Same thing with music. I listen to stuff from like the 60s to now in almost every genre. I feel so, even though I'm only 23, I feel so old. I know, right? Oh, goodness. Okay, my last question would be, what is the best piece of advice you were ever given when entering music? Oh, man. I don't know. I guess... Oh, man, I don't know. I, I don't... I don't really know if anyone's ever given me advice when entering music. I mean, I guess... I guess I've been given, like advice i guess during but that works too i don't know i just feel like i've mostly just get getting advice from my first the the people in my band i guess on things that i think the guest advice i've gotten that isn't really advice it's just knowledge that i've had is this was my first band but this was not my first my bandmates first bands this was their many they've been in a band for several years they've been in three projects they've been in a few that failed a few that succeeded you know what i mean and so i had all the knowledge of their experiences and what not to do or what doesn't work or what didn't work for them and just by default we we haven't done any of those things so you know what i mean yeah and i feel like those moments have been the best advice i've had um, entering the music world like professionally has just been I guess being fortunate enough to have found such a a talented group that has been in the community longer than me because I have been in music just as long as them but not in metal or even in a band that plays like like at bars and clubs and professionally any of this stuff I this was my first go I mean I had to learn all the extra gear you know i'm a vocalist i didn't even know what was in a rack you know and how to plug it in like so i definitely think having their knowledge of just extra band stuff and venue stuff was the best advice i could have gotten from anything anywhere 
That's great. Uh, so it's like trial and error, and the best way to overcome it is to learn from it. And I see that's definitely the case with Sunsinger, which I think is simply beautiful because like you guys are doing so well right now, and I love and I cannot wait to see what comes next for you guys. Like I'm super excited now about what you know about the new like albums and stuff. I am really pumped now. Yeah, it's nice to finally like know it's getting really close that we can actually get in the studio, and then it feels good having all those other songs backlogged and like ready to go because if we if we do take off and we are just as because i would say we've been steadily like going like this you know pretty nicely yes. like like smoothly and not like crazy but just nicely so i would hope that maybe with the signing and dakota helping us out we could double our speed up man we could, we could pop out another album so fast if we could double up just on the, the extra like fans coming in and buying like the t-shirts because like you said the art is fucking dope. Like, I can't keep the t-shirts. I can't keep them in my, my bin. I have to buy more all the time because people really like the art. Like, that's why I like her art, too. I like the art. I would wear that t-shirt. I hate when I like a band and I hate all the art. I hate it. I hate it so much because I want to buy. I Sometimes I'm just like, here's 10 bucks. Like, I wanted to buy a shirt, but I don't like them. So here's $10. <laughs> so, Man, it would just be nice to just have a few extra just, like, fans that want to come and, and you know, grab a shirt. Because, like, even just two extra shirts a month, man, could buy us another album. Like, I, I would just be so happy if we could finally drop all that, that quarantine goods that we've yeah. backed up. Yeah. Honestly, a poster I'm definitely going to buy because I want one up here. Because, like, that, I already have a place ready to go with nothing on it yet, and I really want to put a poster there. And I love the art for Ace of Cups Part One. I think it would, I think it's perfect. This with the vibe I, I have wait. going on in here, it would just be amazing. I can't wait to drop the second one. It's like it sucks when you get like a really good um, thing going. Like, well, you get the art and you can't like drop it. It's like really great and you can't show anyone. Oh, it's like, like torture. Oh, because now we have to wait till we can actually record before I can get rid of it. So it's like I know yeah. I'm gonna have this for like five months, just sitting on this art. Like, it's so pretty. I can't share it with the audience. Ooh, I'm the only one that can look at this. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know your pain. It sucks. I used to do a lot of um, prop making and stuff like that for well, cosplay and shit. And I was holding down on my ideas for so long because of lack of materials. I'm over here like, I really want to share this, but I can't make it yet. <laughs> so it's just sucks. It's a nightmare. So that'll be so rewarding, too, when we can finally be like, here's the one that matches. Here you go. <laughs> More I cool so. art. Honestly, like, when I first saw the artwork for that album, I just fell in love with it. Like, I would, that, that got me to, like, okay, when Dakota sent me your name, I'm like, okay, let me look this up. I saw the art, I'm like, okay, I want to hear these guys already. <laughs> the art just drew so me glad. right in. Like, it, it just drew me in. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. well, Honestly, if I'm being totally honest here, that was probably the most beautiful album art I've seen in a long, long time. Oh, I'm literally gonna have to tell her when I talk to her next about the the next piece that like she, we got so many great compliments on her art because we do. Like everyone loves her art so much. If I ever get like really famous, I'm gonna do like a big crowd fund to just send her like a bunch of money so she can buy like a bunch of art supplies. I'm just gonna be like, here you go. Awesome. You deserve it. Have a bunch of art supplies. <laughs> Honestly, she does. Like when I when I saw that art, I'm like, okay. Like I was, I was like writing all these questions. I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to ask him about the art because I just fell in love with it. Like honestly, you don't see that kind of detail that much anymore. Most of it's like I no, said, like we like no. we mentioned earlier. Most of it's computerized, and it's just like doesn't look as good. 
Sometimes if you if you know how to draw things right, it will look amazing, better than any computer. So when I first saw that, I'm just like, I I, I love this. Honestly, I think the thing that's tough with digital is it you can get it to look just as detailed, but it's gonna take you five times as long. Yeah. In reality, like it really will. Like you can get it to look exactly the same as a piece of paper. Like you could make a watercolor painting in you know online. But it's just going to be so much harder because there's a bunch of tricks you can use when you do it by hand. If you know how to do it, it's going to come out, like, way better. So, yeah, I think the second one is actually better than the first one, which I didn't think she could up herself. But she did ever so slightly. Not by much, but just by a little bit. Just a little. She did. There was one thing that she did that was just like, I was like, oh, you upped your game, girl. You you looked at the old one, didn't you? And you were like, I'm going to fix that. And I'm going to make it like five times better. And she did. She did. So I'll leave you with that little so little Easter egg, is what they call it, right? Yeah. To wait on what little detail she she made, like, my favorite part. You'll probably know. It's so detailed. I love it. I look forward to it, honestly. Like, I am now super excited. Like I said before, when I first saw that art, my mind was blown. Because, like, I don't see that much. You don't see that kind of artwork anymore on albums. Like, it's really rare. And when I saw that, I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm already in love with this. I cannot wait to listen to it. And when I listened to it, I was like just as excited because each track was so good in its own way. Everything from Hades to Bloodborne to like everything in between, all five are just beautiful. Thanks. Oh, it feels good to talk about like the band, like just with someone that's like, I don't, you know, I don't know as well, like from a scene or a show that I've talked to about it before, you know, because man we've just you know I haven't seen anybody to even talk to them at a show or I feel like I talk about the groceries like yeah I picked up some soup what'd you get the grocery store this week oh my speaking like, of soup bowling for soup they're such a great group uh, I saw them yeah. live at Warped Tour as well actually I went back in 2016 it was hilarious I love that name I know I'm just like how did they come up with that I still have a giant warp tour sticker on my wheelchair. I feel like it's the 2016 one, but I can't right. see it from here. I was such a warp tour fanatic. I actually spent big. a lot of time finding like finding like all the CDs from 1996 to 2018. Because oh, sadly, man. sadly, they never made a chosen. They never made a 1995 one or a 2019 one. I'm over here like, are you guys fucking kidding? We have a few of them. I yeah. have over 500 CDs and like I think we have like 60 vinyls. So nice. I have about I think 200 vinyls. Uh, yes. I get I get a lot of vinyls given to me by people who don't want them anymore. So I keep them yeah. and listen to them. And then I have my own personal collection which I invest in, and I have that down here in the den room. And I just blast those. I have all my Warped Tour CDs in one group. I also usually get CDs for each band I work with. Like I usually buy the CDs from the group I, I groups I interview, so I can like build that up. We really want to get the these ones on vinyl. Um, EJ are, has been dying, dying, dying to put these on vinyl. Well, He's if been I, like, do it. If I do see Ace of Cups on vinyl, I'm definitely buying one. Because, like, I love all the artwork I've seen so far. Especially the, for the part one. The, the crown, the elf ears, the cup in the middle. I'm just like, this is gorgeous. Maybe we'll do, like, a pre-sign up. Um... Because I think sometimes you have to get a few pressed to actually make it affordable. But if yeah. we could get, like, enough people that want them, I'll definitely get them. Because EJ wants one. I want one. I want one. 
You want one. I mean, <laughs> if we just if we give one to everyone in the band and then one to you and then at least just a few more people, I think we could hit a good minimum where I could justify doing it. So it's gonna happen because vinyl they just sound so good. I want to hear it, it on the vinyl. I want to hear Honestly, it. Like I like I use I do CD and vinyls. Vinyl sounds so much better, especially with like a nice diamond needle. Oh, awesome sound quality, especially with the right speakers. Oh my god, I have like the I got these like speakers randomly well recently, and um, okay, a quarter volume is enough to make my floor vibrate. Damn, that's so, awesome. Uh, some of it, and mind you, they're on a they're on a shelf. Like actually, you can see behind me the little. The, the yes, right next to the arcade game, but no, I'm over here. Like they're all the way up there. The floor is down there. I can still feel it shake on like quarter volume. That's it's, so it's funny. Nuts. I decided I decided to do it on half volume. I, <laughs> I regret nothing. It was awesome as hell. But no, like when I when I felt the ground vibrate, I'm like, oh, these those are like only seventy bucks too. So I'm over here like, damn. Yeah, they that's were, awesome. They were affordable as hell, and the sound quality is amazing. I'm over here like. What if I got surround sound too? Just getting all nuts with the ideas. Yeah, that's why I know. Like whenever I get good warfare. music, whenever I hear like really good music, I want to play it right. Yeah, like, listening to digitally is one thing, but like when you want to really get the best quality, you have to use good speakers. And with vinyl, I, with the diamond tip, it just adds to it. I had a pair of like knockoff Raycons, um, you know the wireless earbuds, yeah. and then Chris has a pair of Raycons and. He bought me the knockoff pair because he wanted to test the quality between the two because the Raycons are supposed to be like studio professional level, like mixing quality versus like regular quality. And honestly, the ones I have are really, really good, really good. Like, but then I put on the Raycons, dude, and I feel like I'm in, I'm in like a, a studio. It's crazy. So like, I could not highly recommend those more for like earbuds. I got to buy myself some of those. Because I keep stealing them to listen to, like, certain tracks again so I could hear, like, little yeah. details. Actually, before we got started, I was um, using those speakers again to play the entire EP for Isaac Captain. It's like, <laughs> I felt like I was actually in the music. That's how zoned out I was with those speakers. Honestly, it's, it's such an amazing feeling when you feel like you're actually in the song. I love that. Yeah, good speakers are really important. Or good headphones. You need, you need one. Or both. Yep. Both is better. Yep, I got both right here. And then, honestly, though, like, when I first heard um, Hades and, well, I actually cried during both songs, actually. Wow. Sorry, not sorry. No, no, in a good way. It's, like, it's always love, good tears. I love music that makes me tear up, because, like, they put so much work into it, and you can feel the emotion. And that's, like, what I love most about music. When I can cry during a song, that song is already on my favorites list. And I know, I, I'm always in public, like, I'm fine. It's just, I like this music so impactful. Exactly. My like, friend just, was like, I'm emotional. I'm sorry. Same. Oh my God. My friend, um, I was crying a lot. I listening to like a certain song. He goes, UK, bro. I'm like, it's just the music, man. It's just too powerful. Exactly. He didn't know what I was saying. So I showed him the song. Oh my goodness. I've never seen that man cry like a bitch before. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was, I told him, see, I know how I feel. That should be a challenge. Like I, I don't be. cry, and then you play them. You play them Hades, and then they're like, "I cry like, now." Uh, we make it like a game. Oh my goodness! I should do that. Actually, I really should do that. And don't tell people and like play it, and then see if they cry, and then they exactly. lose. If they, they lose if they cry, but in a good way. Yeah, you lose. Here's a free hug. Yeah, you get your free hug. Honestly, you've lost. Yeah. You've lost the not crying game, but you won a free hug. So. 
Yep. I think you've won. Exactly. But yeah, this was amazing, though. Honestly, yeah, I, no, I, thank I think, you again. Yeah, I should probably wrap things up here because Zoom has a pain in the ass timer. And oh I, yeah, well yeah, we can call it too. My uh, I made my roommates be quiet because I'm in like our little studio wall area. Ah, gotcha. So they're probably all hungry because <laughs> knowing them, we're all yeah. hungry around this time. That's that's fair. I mean, it's late in the day, so it makes total sense. Yeah, I was gonna say like seven o'clock is like my dinner because I'm a uh, weirdo, late night weirdo. Oh, I, I'm that way too. Honestly, I, I usually eat late. My cats eat early, so I feed them first, and I'm like, well, wait, I have like an hour. Honestly, I, I know. I, I have to feed yeah. Oliver. Oliver, do you want to say hi real quick? I feel like right before we go, we should get a quick Oliver, but I don't know where he is. I would Oliver. get my cats, but my cats are upstairs. <gasps> Anything. I only want to put him in. Come here, because he comes sometimes. Come here. Yeah, come here. I know you have the mic, but it's fine. Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, come, come. No. All right, we're going to move the mic back, because he doesn't like it. One time a mic stand fell on him, and now he's scared. Oh, come here. Yeah, so I don't blame him. No, it's okay. Come here. Come on. You sit. You sit. It's all right. Look. You sit there, and we'll, we'll move the camera to you. Ready? Move the camera to you. Oh, he's so oh, cute. Hey, little buddy. Oh, it's precious. I would get my cats, but they're all the way upstairs. I'm in the basement right now, so I can't really go up and grab them. No, it's okay. Yeah, I figured actually, I'd just... So cute. I actually had to do a he's few right there, rooms. so... I had to do a few up in my room because we're having work done down here, and oh my god. One of them was just, like, walking around me. I'm like, yeah, the camera... Was so cute. And the other one was like laying on the bed, just minding her own business. This one was like just hello humans. Honestly, <laughs> he wakes me up like three in the morning half the time over here. Like I wonder what to see little. But they're cute. I f actually, I got them when they're like this big. They're five I love years. cats. Hmm? Cats in the bed. I love cats. You'll have to send me a picture of them later. I will. Dakota won't care. Send it in the chat. <laughs> just make him question it. Trust me. Send it actually, in the chat. I have a few pictures. I have one where he was actually standing up like a human, just turned to the AC. I have one where his face is right in the camera, and then I just have one of them both just chilling. Yeah, perfect. Oh, man. Actually, but yeah, I'll let you go so Zoom doesn't scream at you for too yeah. long. All right, this has been another <laughs> Nerds Order music interview. Thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. And everyone have a great night and take care. All right, bye, guys. You're on to me.